There's a line in every city that separates the rich from the poor, the strong from the weak, the haves from the have-nots. It's a street, the train tracks, a river, a sidewalk. It's time to cross the line. Serve the City is a global movement of volunteers showing kindness in personal ways to people in need. We are the connection between the good intentions and talents of people who could volunteer and a meaningful opportunity to get involved. Serve the City is for everyone. It's a revolution, a serving revolution. And it's going to change the world. Cross the line. Serve the City. Welcome to Serving Stories, a podcast from Serve the City. Hi, I'm your host, Ani Deal. Merry Christmas, dear listeners. Soon, many of you in countries around the world will be exchanging gifts with those near and dear to you under a decorated tree or at a loaded dinner table on Christmas Day. In several northern European countries, however, the big gift-giving occasion of the winter season is not Christmas. Oh yes, they still celebrate Christmas with a family feast. But in Luxembourg, the time when children receive their toys and candy comes a bit earlier in the month. It's important also to remember that 5th of December or 6th of December, you know, that St. Nicholas celebration. In our countries, it's called Kleshen here in Luxembourg. So that's more important than Christmas. Saint Nicholas, as he is celebrated in Luxembourg or Belgium or the Netherlands, does not much resemble the fat, red-suited Santa of the Coca-Cola commercials. Yes, he still has the long white hair and the beard, but he is usually tall and thin in a long robe with a bishop's mitre and crook to commemorate the original saint, Bishop Nicholas of Myra. And also, you know, the saint is known for giving to the poor and nowadays distribute gifts to the kids. Giving to the poor and distributing gifts. It sounds just a little bit like what Serve the City volunteers around the world do, and not just on Christmas. In the spirit of St. Nicholas, then, we offer you two stories of how the gift of a helping hand, offered with respect rather than pity, can create transformation. And the first person we interviewed for our first story was Nicholas himself. Oh, no, not the saint. So my name is uh, Nicholas. I'm uh, in charge of service here in Luxembourg. I started with service city seven years ago with a street team over weekend serving homeless people. And now I've made it my yeah, daily job. Nicolas Dupré may not be the celebrated saint, but he has still made it his vocation as city leader of Serve the City Luxembourg to encourage others to show kindness and respect to people in need. Others like Jagrati. I'm Jagriti. I come from India and I've been working in Luxembourg for about four years. And I got in touch with Serve the City in December uh, 2020. And that was the time I started working as assistant leader under Nicola. And this is where the journey started. This is also where our story starts. December 5th, 2020, the night when Luxembourgish children anticipate the presents that would be left for them during the night by St. Nicholas. Our Nicholas, the Serve the City leader, was leading a group of volunteers to the main train station to distribute food to the homeless people there. 
Jagrati remembers it well. I think this was my first time I got in contact with Nicola that I want to lead a team. I want to have experience to work with a team which is working for a very great cause, which is to serve the food because I come from India and I know what it is to not have food for your meal. So that that resonated with me. As you might remember, in December 2020, many countries had re-entered lockdown during a new wave of the pandemic. And this meant that some people living a precarious existence on the street faced an even more difficult time than usual. This day particularly Nicola was leading and then uh, we met this guy around car station and we gave him food and then he in exchange he was telling his story that how he come from and what what passion he has for music. This guy was not one of the usual customers of Serve the City Luxembourg's food distribution team. But they did already know him in another context as a street performer. His name was Edward. Uh, he was singing in the city center from time to time, you know, street performer. And uh, yeah, I always pretty confident guy, lovely guy to talk to, uh, really positive. He's really seen at FT Roosevelt bus stop. There, there's a little place to sit, and he can be easily seen sometimes singing there. Before we had interacted with him, I had already seen him singing there. We met him quite a few times before this actual story took place, just for to share a coffee. You know, this guy is a street artist for quite some years. He's originally from Canada, has traveled basically all over the world. The team was shocked to see Edward, a familiar figure normally seen playing his guitar in the city center, among those who are in need of food that December day. I mean, this guy is you know, usually always joyful, playful, and, and yeah, this time he was somewhat desperate. And this is where we were like, but this guy has a skill. He doesn't have to ask for food. He can earn his own food. And, you know, on the day we met him, that was on the 5th of December, uh, he looked uh, really depressed. And so we wanted to know a bit more what's, what happened exactly. But he uh, told us uh, that his guitar was actually broken. So being his uh, only source of income, it was quite of a shock for him, especially, you know, right in the middle of winter. Imagine yourself a street performer with the audience you depend upon for your livelihood shut inside for a lockdown for months. And then to not only lose your audience, but your instrument. No wonder Edward was desperate. So for, for the first time, we were serving him food and uh, we had a little chat with him. We thought, okay, we need to do something, but what to do? What to do? Good question. Edward was a man with the skill to earn his own living, but who through misfortune had lost the ability to practice that skill. The best way to respect him was not to just continue to feed him at the train station, but to help him restore his ability to play his own music. Nicolas, inspired by the saint's feast on the very next day, got an idea. When we saw him, and I mean, he really looked like St. Nicholas or Santa Claus, you know, with his big, beard, long uh, hair. And so it really touched me that that was our way to give back to all we got when we were little kids waiting for St. Nicholas celebration. Actually, as Edward, you know, looks a bit like, you know, Santa Claus, you know, in order to find a, a solution, a right way uh, for, for him, uh, finding a guitar. We shared on social media saying that Santa urgently needs a new guitar. 
Santa needs a new guitar. What would you do if you received that message on social media? Yeah, in 24 hours we received hundreds of messages of people willing to help. Many of these messages offered Edward an old guitar that they had lying around the house. But for some volunteers who knew the importance of a good instrument for a professional musician, a basic guitar would not do. Not for Santa Claus. So two of the volunteers said, okay, we know exactly the kind of guitar he needs uh, because he has a strong voice. So they were able to find the right one and to, uh, to, to buy it. For a singer like Edward, who does root-style music, a sturdy, big-sounding guitar is definitely a necessity. We went on following Monday to deliver it to him and uh, was really moved into tears because he said he never owned such a good one. It really meant a lot for It seemed that just maybe St. Nicholas wanted to add his little blessing to the gift as well. That was really grey weekends and kind of depressing. And on the day we delivered the guitar, from the moment he started playing the guitar, you know, uh, we had a, a little ray of sunshine that was hot warming. Giving someone back the ability to use their talents and energy to benefit the world is a profound way to show them respect especially when they think they have lost that ability or maybe never even had it. There is more to the St. Nicholas story from Luxembourg, but we want to pause to take you halfway around the world to another city where Serve the City is active, Nairobi, Kenya. To explore further this connection between empowerment and respect, we now travel to another city where Serve the City is active, Nairobi, Kenya. The slums of Nairobi have been the focus of a great deal of charity work, both by NGOs and volunteers. And still, sometimes the problems seem intractable, no matter how much money is spent or hours are donated. But change is being made through empowerment of slum residents especially women. We talked with Janet Mwendwa, who works with a charity called African Enterprise, one of Serve the City's main partners in Africa. She oversees the coordination of development projects in the 12 African countries where African Enterprise works, including some in her own home city of Nairobi. She described a very special project called the Matare Women Project. Uh, Matara Women Project is a project of African enterprise. Uh, it targets vulnerable and needy women in the slum areas of Nairobi. And um, some of them have been uh, involved in commercial sex work. Others are vulnerable. Others are living with HIV AIDS. And others are widowed, single mothers. And they are a mixture. So they come in and we train them on tailoring skills. We also train them on running businesses so that once they are done with the training, you can start your own business. The products that the women learn to sew during the training are sold both locally and through branches of their charity overseas. But half the money made from their sales is kept back for the women so that when they leave the training, they have a seed fund to begin their business if they choose. 
Others use the excellent skills they have learned to join companies that make popular African fabric goods for export. So we basically empower them socially by just giving them a home and environment to have a sense of belonging, spiritually and economically through the skills that we give them. Yeah, so we have had quite a number of graduates over the years, uh, some running very successful businesses, others also employed and uh, growing up in their careers of sewing. And um, it's, it's just amazing to see how lives are transformed and their families have been transformed through this program. The respect given through the training program helps these women from the most vulnerable sectors of the city to be able to stand on their own two feet, able to embrace a purpose and support their families. Janet told us the story of one woman named Helen. One of them uh, came to the program when uh, she was actually like in her final stages of HIV, her husband had just died and she was, she was so vulnerable. It looked like she was losing her life in the next day or two. Actually, we had to take her to hospital like almost on a daily basis. And she had given up. She was done with life. The staff prayed with her counseled her, encouraged her. And uh, as we speak today, Helen uh, is still alive, like almost 20 years down the line. And she has had to educate her children from uh, the earnings of Madare women. And now she's actually running her own business and uh, healthy as we talk. This was not the only success story Janet told us. Here's another about a young girl named Sabina. She was so desperate. They had had uh, several attacks as a family and uh, came from a very poor family. Looking at how she joined Madare women, how she looked when she came in, she was so down. You couldn't even imagine anything good could come out of her. But today she's running a normal life and we didn't know she actually had a gift and um uh, uh, Sabina to date, uh, she's running a very successful business. She usually does wedding clothes and uh, she gets very big tenders. Now she has a family, she had a great wedding and all that. And whenever we visit her, she has so much work. You have to book an appointment to see her. And that's our joy because she's so busy and um, she does a great wedding clothes. Clearly, the Matare Women Project is already having a major transformational impact on the lives and self-respect of these women. And a few years ago, Janet discovered another opportunity to offer the ladies. I got to interact more with Carlton Deal, who is the founder of Serve the City, uh, during one of the a program that was organized by African Enterprise called the Movement Day Africa. He was one of the speakers and I created interest because I realized that the city is doing quite similar things with what African Enterprise does and African Enterprise is uh, very keen on partnerships as well as serve the city. And that's how we found ourselves together. The idea that came out of this meeting was something Janet referred to repeatedly as a game changer. And on this particular time, Serve the City came up with the idea of where we go to minister to the ladies and give them something they could have for a meal and to use at home. They were invited by Serve the City to actually be part of uh, the volunteers that were 
were cleaning their community. The effect on the women was remarkable. And they were so happy. And I still remember some of their feedback uh, after we did the work. They said first they did not know they can actually make a difference in their locality or in their community. Secondly, they felt that they were appreciated, that they could give back to the community. And thirdly, they said they would actually be the people to do it going forward and to make a difference in their communities. They are going out to just ask the government to, to allocate resources for their place to be clean, something they would never have thought before. They always thought people should come and help them. But this time around, Serve the City challenged them to be part of the change in their community. And I think that was a game changer for them. The Matare women had discovered that they could not only impact their own families, but also the community and environment where they lived. Matare um, women, the women uh, asked us would want to be part of the volunteer team of Serve the City. And uh, we had this project in an orphanage and uh, we were going to give food, cook for the, the children, sing with them, be with them over Christmas. And Madare women tagged along. They came in their numbers. And um, one of the things they did, they told us they thought actually volunteering goes hand in hand with giving money. And that's how they thought they had nothing to give back to the community. But this time they were busy cleaning the rooms for the, the orphans and the cleaning their clothes. And we told them that's actually volunteering. And they were so happy that they could actually give back to the community. The 2018 UN report on the state of the world volunteerism describes volunteerism as a critical resource for community resilience. But it also notes the scarcity of formal volunteering opportunities in low-income contexts. No wonder the Matare women thought that volunteering and giving money were the same thing. So um, I think in the informal settlements, uh, as the UN report quotes, mo most of them do not have the formal volunteering opportunities and uh, they don't think they are, they are for them. I mean, it, they are outside them. It's for the big people, those people we, who have the money, they come in and do what they think they can do best. But I think um, the opportunity to volunteer and serve was a, a game changer for them. That's what I would say. They felt respected and even themselves, they started respecting themselves after participating in those projects. When COVID came along, another African enterprise project found themselves the beneficiaries of the Matare women's volunteering efforts in a clinic, in a hospital clinic run by African Enterprise. We realized that many, many patients were coming without masks because uh, many, many families in that area earn less than a dollar in a day. And when you ask them, they will ask you, will you high prioritize putting food on my table or buying a mask for every member of the family. So you'd find them coming for medical services at the clinic without masks. And we realized that uh, the, the, the staff members were exposed to infections. 
the Matari women found a way to put their newfound opportunity to serve together with the skills that African enterprise had been teaching them. And the uh, Madara women said, well, we are going to also make masks which we could go and, and uh, distribute, you know, and uh, have every patient who comes to the clinic, they are handed over a mask to take care of themselves. And Madara women was there with us because, you know, they used their skills. While the material, the fabric was funded, they used their skill to make the masks and they made a difference. So I think I'm so challenged by Madara women and I am so grateful to serve the city for helping African enterprise see another way of helping these women. And I think they're going to be instrument of change in their community. Now, these women are part of another community, a volunteer community where their efforts are as valuable as anyone else's. I also think the collaboration strengthened relationships because for us now, when all the other volunteers we have inside the city, when uh, Madara women comes in, they, they feel they are also giving something and uh, it strengthens their relationship. Now they feel they have something to offer. So their courage has been built. And when they interact with somebody, because some of our volunteers have senior people in the government and a lady from Matare Women in Korogosho, Matare, will come and we are doing the same work. And um, it gives them a lot of courage just to know that they can interact and still deliver at that level. So there's respect and also courage. When a formerly destitute woman from the slums can hold her own with a senior member of government, respect has been gained. I think the partnership between Matari women and Sub the city is um, an opportunity for empowerment of the people from the low-income areas just to, to serve. They, they feel empowered. They get to realize that it's actually not that hard. You can, uh, you can actually reach out. So those opportunities of volunteering are uh, empowerment opportunities for such groups. And like now, I would say, Madara women now, they have the energy. They are the ones asking us, so when is the next project? So what are we going to do? They, they feel they are empowered to actually participate. The empowerment of someone to participate meaningfully in society is fueled by respect for the dreams and abilities of that person. On St. Nicholas Day 2020 in Luxembourg, this respect led a group of Serve the City volunteers to raise the money for Santa Claus to have a really good guitar. And Edward the street performer has been putting that guitar to good use. Yeah, I mean, we were able to provide a guitar back in 2020, so right in the middle of COVID. And then we we lost a bit track of, of him. He went for doing uh, some uh, some music for a festival in the south of Luxembourg, where now he has settled in Diffedange. And so he was given the, the opportunity to record a single in November 2022. He created a song, it's called the Diffedange Song.
I think which already tells his story because made his journey better. He is not somebody who is asking for food because he just don't want to do something. He is somebody with a skill. So I think what we did is to just uh, provide him an equipment for what he can do better. Sometimes when we see people living on the streets, you don't understand why they do that. And respecting their choice and helping them develop skills or give them the right tool to share it in a different way. For Nicolas, helping Edward become the artist he dreamed of becoming was a way to show him deep respect. I mean, music is about sharing emotions. And that's how he chose also to become a street artist and live on the road. And that's the way he wanted to live. So we need also to respect that. In the last few months of 2023, Edward has released yet another single, a song that starts with a description of being homeless in winter. Minus 10 and count. Another cold wind at night. There's a body by the roadside. Just trying to stay out of sight. People laugh walking by. They don't know if he's dead or alive. And now he has done his second one, which is called Not Right Away, saying that you need time to achieve things in life, achieve change also. I mean, that's what we want to serve and to make things uh, transformational. Obviously, it takes time. And I was so happy also to see him in the recording studio with uh, as a very, very same guitar we were uh, able to offer him. So that was definitely a big step forward to achieve his uh, his dream of recording an album. But not right away. This St. Nicholas story continues in the hearts of the volunteers of Serve the City Luxembourg, and they offer it to you as a gift to encourage you too this Christmas. Serving is about respect and it's also a way to, to bring hope. And this story is about also bringing light out of darkness. We were bringing hope to someone in distress, but it was also right in the middle of the pandemic. So this story, you know, gave us strength also to, to move forward. Definitely his life changed because, you know, that it helps mentally to build a better perspective. And then if he has what he can show and he, what he's proud of, which is the skill of singing, I think it definitely made his life better. It made our December and Christmas better for sure. <laughs> so a strong reminder that, you know, thirsty community was still there, people willing to help, and that we needed to continue our mission despite the odds. And that's why we are here today, stronger than ever and stronger together. So it's really new. The respect we have, the love we give and the hope we share that can really make a difference. Thanks for joining us this Christmas season on Serving Stories. If this story inspired you, please share it with someone else to encourage them and subscribe, rate, and comment so others can find it as well. We also encourage you to visit our website, servingstories.net, where you can see pictures from this week's stories and links to Edward's music. And on our sponsorship page, you can indicate your interest in being a show sponsor. I have been your host, Ani Deal. 
Serving Stories This Week was written and produced by Shannon Deal with lots of help from editorial assistant Frankie Granger. Sound and technical production are by Parker Deal and William Munir. Parker is also our music maestro extraordinaire. Our logo design is by Jeremy Malengro. Special thanks to Janet Mwendwa in Nairobi and to Nicolas Dupré and Jagrati Dubey from Serve the City Luxembourg for these very inspiring stories. And if you want to listen to Edward's music on Spotify or Apple Music, search Edward St. Amand, spelled S-T dot A-M-O-N-D. You can also support him directly through the Bandcamp link on our website, servingstories.net. We will be back in February with more serving stories about values-based volunteering from around the world, focusing on the value of compassion. Keep on serving and sharing your stories. Merry Christmas!